0: Welcome to Calvary Christian Church's podcast. We're located on the North Shore of Boston and are committed to being a balanced ministry with a personal touch. Each week, one of our pastors will deliver biblical encouragement and practical application tips for everyday faith living. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the message.
1: You may be seated. We have been in a series of messages over the last few weeks about how our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ relates to us. We've talked about the approachable Christ. The one who, though he is God, invites us to approach him, to come to him with our needs, with our burdens, with our cares. We've talked about the compassionate Christ, someone who has compassion for us like no one else. We've talked about the sufficient Christ, the one who can meet every single need in your life. We've talked about the empathizing Christ. Where we're told in Hebrews 4 that he is someone who has experienced everything you and I have experienced. Every challenge, every trial, every tribulation, every temptation, yet was without sin. And because he conquered it all, he comes to offer us his help, his grace, his mercy in our time of need. We've learned about the interceding Christ, the one who is always praying and interceding in our behalf. This past Sunday, we talked about the loving Christ who loved us so much that he gave his very life for us. Pastor Clark will conclude this sermon series this Sunday. You surely do not want to miss it. But tonight I want to spend just a few moments with you talking about the joyful Christ. And of course, Christmas is supposed to be a time of great joy, is it not? Speaking of joy and uh, You know what, media staff, I I forgot to introduce my, can you go back to the other picture? Is that too much trouble to go back to the picture of my grandchildren together? I've probably messed them up royally. Uh, Here they are. Here's Savona holding little Salem. She is now three years of age and he is one month of age and they're down in Connecticut with their Christmas Eve service right now, but will join us uh, before the evening is over. But I was starting to say, talking about joy, my uh, family and I had an amazing time at Disney on Ice last night. <laughs> Disney on Ice in Boston, and we have a few pictures here to show you. And of course, Pastor Clark and Kimberly had uh, had to get Savona a number of souvenirs and cotton candy and popcorn, and I might have eaten most of the popcorn, but... Uh, <laughs> A snow cone, and I mean, it was just an absolutely amazing, incredibly wonderful time. It was a happy time. But after we got home and began to reflect on the evening, we experienced something more than just happiness. As we began to reflect on on, on the evening and uh, began to feel and experience not just happiness, but a sense of joy. And we communicated that to each other as we texted back and forth, Clark and Kim and Jackie and I, acknowledging that wow tonight tonight was something pretty special now i know it's a I know it 's an oversimplification in defining the difference between joy and happiness, but often that distinction goes like this: happiness is related more to external factors and circumstances. In other words, happiness is usually related more to a temporary event or situation. Joy, on the other hand, is based more on something that is experienced inside a person's heart and soul and spirit. In other words, joy is an inside job, not an external circumstance. What we experienced at Disney on Ice last night was happiness, but But what we felt as we reflected upon it later in our heart and soul was joy. So joy is not a temporary experience, but an enduring inner sense of peace, contentment, and fulfillment. And for Christians, it is a joy that is tied to the fulfillment of God's promises in sending His Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. And that is relevant to our Christmas celebration tonight and tomorrow and throughout this weekend because for many people, Christmas is simply a happy event where family and friends get together and have some fun. And please do not misunderstand me, I am all for having fun. But what will be missed by many is the peace and the joy and the fulfillment that come in reflecting upon and experiencing the significance of the birth of our Savior. Make no mistake about it, his arrival did indeed come with joy. Four times in the first two chapters of Luke's gospel, we read about the joy that came with his arrival. Luke 1.14 speaks of many rejoicing because of his birth. In Luke one forty four, Elizabeth, who was Mary, the mother of Jesus, her cousin, Elizabeth, who's pregnant with John the Baptist, greets Mary, still pregnant with the Christ child, and says to her, the baby, Elizabeth says to Mary, the baby in my womb just leaped for joy at your greeting. Imagine one baby in his mother's womb leaping for joy because another baby in another woman's womb had just walked into the room. Joy. In Luke 1, we read that the neighbors and relatives are rejoicing and sharing in this great joy. But it's in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11 that Pastor Layton just read, where we are told the actual reason for the joy associated with the birth of Christ. Look at it with me, Luke 2, 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause what? Great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. What was the reason for all the joy? It was not because a new religious leader had been born. It's not because Jesus was going to help the Jews overthrow their Roman conquerors, though so many had thought and hoped that that was the case. And bringing it up to our context today, his birth is is not about just just another reason to get together and have a party and eat a lot of food. His birth is not about uh, God even giving us someone to fix all our problems or guarantee a happy life, though Jesus certainly helps us with those things. No, what made this a singular joy unmatched in history was that a Savior had been born. A Savior, you ask, what do I need to be saved from? so glad you asked the question. As the angel tells us in the Christmas story found in Matthew's gospel chapter one, verse 21, he will save us from our sins. And yes, friends and loved ones, we all need someone to save us from our sins for all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. While there are a lot of things that can make us happy in this life, at least temporarily, there's only one thing that brings an enduring sense of peace and joy. And that is when we confess our sins to Jesus Christ and invite him to become our personal Lord and Savior. That is the kind of joy that Jesus Christ came to bring. And he is the only one who can provide you with this joy if, if you will invite him into your heart and life today. It is the best Christmas present you can give yourself. And, and I might add, it is the best Christmas present you can give to Jesus. You say, why do you say that, Pastor Tim? Well, let me ask the question. Who receives the most joy on Christmas day? Those receiving the gifts or those giving the gifts? I don't know about you, but I love to give gifts. So too. I ask the question on this most holy and sacred evening who receives the most joy from our ultimate Christmas gift of Jesus Christ? Those of us receiving this unspeakable and indescribable gift, or the one, the one who has given it, Jesus Christ Himself. And I'll tell you what I base that suggestion on it's based on what I read in Hebrews chapter 12. Verses 1 to 3. Not a text you would very often think about at Christmas time, but here's what it says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, talking about all our heroes of the faith that have gone on before us, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, watch this, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider Jesus, the writer of Hebrews tells us, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. He let the glories and riches of heaven to come to earth as God in the flesh. He lived a perfect sinless life so that he could become our perfect sacrifice. He did what we could never do for ourselves, paying the price for our sins. He endured the unimaginable pain of suffering, torture, and then his sacrificial death on the cross. And he endured it all for what? He endured it for the joy set before him. What was that joy? The joy of knowing that he was making a way to heaven for you and me. The joy of knowing that through his sacrifice, we could be made holy and acceptable before God. The joy of knowing that we could have a personal, intimate relationship with him that would start here on earth, but last for all eternity. That is what brings our savior joy tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah. So take that communion cup that you picked up on your way in and Try to peel back the first layer there, which will make the little wafer available to you, that which represents the body of our Lord and Savior that was broken and bruised for us. As I say so often during the communion service, he was broken so that we could be made whole. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for your body. We hold that in front of us, which represents your body, That was broken for us. We do this now in remembrance of you with hearts that are filled with gratitude, thanksgiving, and yes, Jesus, hearts that are filled with joy. In your precious name we pray. Shall we partake of the bread together? Now then, peel back the next layer. And I don't know about you but I always have a little harder time. But the second one. For you ladies who have fingernails, you have an advantage. We have now the juice which represents the perfect sinless blood of Jesus Christ. And we partake of this cup tonight not to be forgiven but because we're already forgiven by putting our faith and trust in him and we do it to remember his sacrifice. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice tonight, the sacrifice of your perfect sinless blood. We do this in remembrance of you with hearts that are filled with gratitude, thanksgiving and hearts that are filled with joy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah hallelujah. Would you join us in singing, Worthy is the Lamb. game pastor antonio is going to come and officially offer the benediction in just a moment i'm going to invite other members of the pastoral staff to come ian come as well and make yourselves available around the front here tonight our greatest joy and the greatest joy of jesus would be if there's someone here tonight who would say i want this joy i want jesus christ in my heart and in my life and these pastor these pastors are here ready and willing and available to pray with you to invite Christ into your heart and life tonight, or whatever other needs you might have this Christmas Eve, we are here to pray with you and to pray for you. As Pastor Antonio, or uh, yes, yeah, Pastor Antonio, is praying, Jackie and I will make our way to the back. And uh, you'll forgive us if, out of an abundance of caution, all we do tonight is wave at you as you go by. And I know you're tired of waving, and and uh, but uh, you can hug me just as long as Jackie doesn't see it. Okay. Uh, but uh, she's guarding me like a hawk. So, uh, but uh, we, we, we're so happy to see you and have you here. Remember to take your pastoral prayer magnets or pastoral staff prayer magnets as you leave as well as your Calvary calendar and um, uh, just pray for us on a regular basis. We would ask you to do that. And now from Jude verses 24 and 25, to him who is able, if you put that on the screen, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault, say the next few words with me, and with great joy to the only one God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. Amen and amen. Pastor Antonio, who leads our Hispanic ministry, and we have a Hispanic service here every Sunday at 1030 in the prayer chapel. If that's a place where uh, you would benefit or have family that would benefit, we hope you'll come and be a part of that. After he prays, our worship team will sing and minister music as you exit tonight. God bless you. And again, Merry, Merry Christmas.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Calvary's podcast. Be sure to visit our website, calvarychristian.church, to stay up to date with events, sermons, and ways you and your family can get connected within our community. We hope to see you in person or online at one of our weekend services. Once again, thanks for listening in today, and we look forward to having you join us next time.